Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We don't want twins, bottom of the fifth. And we're very pleased to have a Red Sox Chief Baseball Officer, Heim Bloom, with us. Great to see you, Heim. Good to be here. Can you guys hear me okay? Oh, I yeah. can hear you. All right, good. All right, here's Reese McGuire, made a great throw, taking inside ball one. Uh, that was something to behold because they had a pinch runner who could fly, and he gunned him down with a perfect throw. Quick release. Yeah, well, uh, you know, that's, that's a strength of, of his and really a strength of all the catchers we have in camp and something you can expect will be uh, more important uh, with these new rules. Ball misses outside. He bounced to short his first time up to one twins in the last of the fifth inning. So is there speaking of the new rules, is there anything that when we went to spring training flash forward to now that you did not expect? I don't think so, but it is interesting to see some of it play out. Uh, obviously, the main purpose of these rules is to just make a better brand of baseball and get it closer to the version of the game that we all love. I believe they called the ball there on the pitcher that's outside. And, uh, you know, in doing that, obviously you need to have, for instance, with runners on, the disengagements that closes a loophole that uh, otherwise you could just step off and reset the clock. That one misses outside a four-pitch walk. Of course, we haven't seen as many stolen bases as you might see in the regular season, but that's going to be a big factor. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. When these rules were adopted in the minor leagues, stolen base attempts uh, and, and stolen bases went up. And uh, we have seen that in spring training. It's been noticeable, but not so pronounced. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out during the season. Bobby Dahlbeck made a nice play to win the top of the inning. He takes outside ball one. He was hit by a pitch his first time up. But what are your impressions of Bobby at short? I think it's great that, uh, you know, he got that opportunity just by virtue of the guys who are away in the WBC to, to, to play over there. He takes a strike, bounces out of the catcher's mitt, but no advance. You know, it's interesting. I mean, I really hadn't gotten to see uh, a lot of Bobby on the left side, and that's where really he grew up playing. And uh, everything I heard when I came into the organization was how good he was over a third. And he's just looked, you know, really like loose and free and almost liberated to show off some of his athleticism playing over there. It's been fun. He swings and it's a one hopper and now a couple of hops to the second baseman. Flip to the shortstop out, throw to first, safe. He can run a little bit yeah. too. Yeah, he beat well. up what would have been a routine double play ball, though it was a low throw to first base by the new shortstop, Perez. Bobby and I have something in common. He told me today is 7.5% body fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, after you ran the marathon, Joe, Joe, right? Why, why do you have that reaction, Joe? I mean, come on. But he did say that. He said he dropped, I think he was like 14. Last. I mean, that's a lot. That's pretty good. And, and and you can see that in his speed. Yeah. Yeah, he's been, he, you know, he's a really good athlete. 
Ball one missing to Verdugo, bounced off 5-3 and uh, struck out. So talking about the rules, you know, one guy that was under the microscope is Kenley Jansen, right? And he really worked hard to, to assimilate himself. There's a foul left side out of play. And so just from your perspective, I mean, a lot, we saw this the other night. He took three warm-up pitches on. Like, and so you, the idea is that he gets in the – does the work in the bullpen. What's your take on what Kenley's doing and, and how he's uh, adjusting? He seemed pretty chill about the whole thing, and, and uh, you know, it's not like he's flummoxed out there. Foul to the backstop. I, I think it's interesting just in that, uh, especially when you're closing, you come into a save situation. Not only do you, you know, you have a time limit, but you're going to get checked for, uh, you know, the, the, the foreign substance check is happening on your way out to the mound. So there's a lot going on, and there's going to be some adjustments there. But on the whole, uh, he's had an amazing attitude towards the whole thing. Taking low for a ball. The bullpen certainly much improved. And uh, Zach Kelly, who was announced by Alex Gore today, makes the club. Yeah, Zach's done a nice job this spring. And, you know, not that you want to base it off of spring training. And, you know, obviously some of our, some of our guys, uh, I think, are still rounding into, you know, really being locked in. Uh, but he has done a nice job this spring and, and shown a lot uh, on top of what he showed us in September. Uh, off the foot of Verdugo. Uh, I think one thing with Zach that you could see coming, especially now as he gets more comfortable with that slider that he throws, is uh, I think he's starting to realize how good he can be. Uh, this guy's got three good pitches that can all get big league hitters out in the strike zone, and the more he has confidence in that, I think the better off he's going to be. 2-2 pitch coming to Verdugo. He's hitting in the leadoff spot for the second time. He loops a ball into shallow left field. Left fielder on shortstop out, and the left fielder Garlic makes the catch. He would seem to throw to first. He just does get back diving safely. He would seem to have the bat-to-ball skills and the discipline to be a leadoff hitter. Yeah, he. Uh, well, he's, as far as bat-to-ball, I mean, it's, a, it's about as good as it gets in the big leagues. And, you know, I, I think... He just likes to be in the middle of the action. I, I don't think he's going to sweat it too much wherever he hits in the order. Um, and, you know, you can see, I think, with that leadoff spot, you don't want to make too much of it, but comes some responsibility to really put together good at bat. And, you know, when he's locked in, he does that about as well as anybody. We, you know, we've seen it over the last few years. Rafi Devers unloaded his first home run of the spring last time up as he grounds a foul to the backstop. So I have to ask some newsworthy things like, how do these opt-outs work? Obviously, the opt-outs sort of would seem to come and go, but there hasn't been any announcement. How what's the status of these guys like Alfaro and Tapia? Yeah, it's all different depending on the guy. And without getting you know too much into it, uh, I can kind of give you a general idea of how they how they happen. Followed out of play, um, where you know the, the language differs. There's different kinds. The ones where we call some people call them upward mobility clauses, assignment clauses, where basically. Uh, you know, the player can trigger something whereby we got to notify the industry that, that he's available for assignment to the major leagues. And if a club is willing to put him on the major league roster, they raise their hand, and, they, and we are then obligated to send the player to an organization that's willing to put him on the major league roster or add him ourselves. Outside, one and two. And if no one raises their hands, obviously you just go forward as normal. And then if someone does, then, you know, we have a decision to make. And then there's also just straight release clauses that you also see where a player just has the right to request his release and we're contractually obligated to grant it unless we want to take that player to the big leagues ourselves. Rafi checks. It's outside, two and two. That was impressive. You got that out in two pitches. Wow, that was very good. That was pretty good. In the pitch clock era, that's right. not to be so, taken so for granted. Both Alfaro and Wright got it in between. Tough to tell stories in between pitches, let alone – uh, something like that. But uh, 
it's both Tapia and Ofar with those situations. You know, so I, you know, I, I, we and we all do kind of tend not to line drive fair ball down the right field line by Raffi. This will send the runner to third. Now uh, stopping there is Dahlbeck. So a runner at third. Uh, that's McGuire, rather. And so runners at first and third as they held them to a single with one out here. So, yeah, so we, we tend not to want to say too much about any right. individual player situation publicly. Uh, but obviously a lot a lot of stuff gets out there. And, uh, you know, I think folks who have been following it know some of the situations these guys are in. And typically the exact dates of these things vary. They're usually near the end of camp. And once the player starts the process, then there's, you know, X amount of time. It's all laid out in the contract, X amount of time for the club to react. So these things usually happen over a period of a few days as we get closer to the season. Here's Justin Turner now, a long single by Raffi, and he swings and hits the first pitch high down the third base side, fouling out of play. Dahlbeck at third, and Raffi is now two for three at first. Do you have any idea about the date you're going to find out about Noah Song? Well, you know, again, for another team's player, I probably shouldn't comment too much, but my understanding just from reading what's out there publicly is, you know, they've already said this guy is not going to be ready for the season and, you know, likely to open on the IL. So, obviously... Uh, we got to see how that plays out, and, and uh, you know, hopefully he's able to come back from this quickly, and uh, you know, see if he can uh, make a big leader out of himself. So, so just to, so I, to clarify, for a Rule Five pick, usually it's like you, know, you make the major league roster, or you get sent back, or you go through waivers, get sent back. But if you're on the IL, that can extend it. Well, so yes, the player, you know, if a player is on the IL, um, you know, he he can stay with that team, but. Um, you still have to spend 90 days on the active roster in order to fully become, you know, quote unquote, the property of that team. See, you're educating young minds today. We appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Swinging strike and a splitter away. One and two with two out, two on. Twins leading and, two to one. And the you brought the spices pit. to the booth. I did. I was uh, I was given by I have a friend today spices, you know, from Jerusalem. So we're uh, pulling out all the stops That's here to excellent. try to. Get the baseball gods on our side. Low and away, two and two. We'll have to get the modern pizza from New Haven. Has uh, <laughs> been the good luck charm for us during the regular you season. You know what, Joe? Well, let's, we, we're going to have to plan in advance because I'm not going to bring these to work every day. But if you tell me there's a day, we'll come in. We'll sprinkle some of the spices on, on some New Haven pizza. That's really going to see what gonna, that does. If that doesn't get, give us good luck, <laughs> I don't know what will. Two-two pitch. Swing at a little looper, right side, right fielder playing very deep, and he won't reach it. It drops in for a game-tying hit. Dahlbeck crosses the plate. The right fielder, Rosario, is playing uh, somewhere out around LaBelle, Florida there. Wow. Wow. Good pull, Joe. Uh, can I tell you, though, I'm, I can't tell you how, how much praise you're hearing about Turner in the clubhouse. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, soundbite praise. I'm talking about like real conversations about what this guy's doing in, in, in very impactful ways. And I, I mean, I know that that's probably part of the equation when you acquired him, but that must make you feel good. Yeah, it absolutely was. And obviously, we love the quality of the at bat that he brings. I mean, he's as professional at bat as there is in the big leagues. But, you know, this guy's reputation preceded him. And, uh, you know, it's, obviously, he did it in one place for a very long time. Ref Snyder's so, got to run for him. It takes time to, uh, you know, establish yourself in a new clubhouse, but he walks in the door with instant credibility. And I think what he's just doing is being himself. Um, the same thing that got him so much respect in L.A., uh, he's doing here, and it's just the, the relationships are genuine and the care for others is, is genuine. Here's Yoshida. Struck out looking and fly to center and a call strike. And, of course, I think Jansen brings that quality as well. 
Yeah, that's you know you, you look at how how much was accomplished over there the period of time he was there, and he was kind of the the glue of that position player group, and you can easily see why. Yoshida takes it low, well, one and one. I mean, you obviously scouted Yoshida extensively, and what he did at the WBC, I think, uh, really made an impact on fans. Yeah, I was just happy, you know, really for our fans because there was obviously a lot of noise around the signing, and takes a strike one and two just for our fans to our fans to see what we saw and kind of see all of it see the quality at bat the two strike approach the power uh i mean not even just the swings the takes how calm the takes are um you know a good sense of what he could do one two is up and away that home run he hit off the lefty and a changeup was amazing against mexico i still don't know how he kept that fair that was really impressive i asked him when he got back and uh he didn't even need to wait for his translator he just said lucky <laughs> i don't think so i don't think that was luck two two is down and in three and two so here he was behind one and two now he's worked the count full up i imagine we'd see a lot of that with his discipline huh? yeah it's i'm hopeful that that becomes a real part of the identity of our offense it's just one through nine we're going to grind at bats good at bats Top to bottom, we could be really hard to play against. The 3-2 pitch, runner goes from first, and it's Luke Fowler to the left out of play. Well, that's a good example right there, right? I mean, it's just not necessarily going to do anything with that outside pitch, but just get a piece of it and move on. Yeah, that was part of what appealed to us. I mean, the combo of knowing the strike zone and putting the bat on the ball, both of those were really elite in NPB, and they, those skills tend to translate well. Another 3-2 pitch. Runner goes from first, and he takes outside ball four. Very disciplined at bat. There's a perfect example of what you were talking about. That hole at bat as Rocco Baldelli visits the mound and wants a new pitcher. Let's keep it right here with Heim while we uh, have him joining us. So he already made one adjustment. I'm going to tell you what it is. That when he walked the other night, it took him like 15 minutes to get off all his gear to get down to first. And this is a very real thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, this is, again, we talk about, you know, is there anything with the new rules we didn't anticipate? Well, you kind of knew this, but it's interesting to see it in action. Now, if there hadn't been a pitching change, right. you know, there's 30 seconds to get all this done, including getting the signs, including anything that Huddy wants to tell him about, you know, what to look for with the guy who's on the mound uh, and any, you know, his move to first, anything like that. That stuff now has to happen quickly. So, you know, what that means for the bat boy, uh, what it means for guys taking off their it's equipment, crazy. all this stuff is on the clock now, so it really matters. Well, Brendan, Brendan Nimmo, I had a conversation with him uh, three days before he ended up getting hurt on that slide, and he was talking about how he had to. it took him so long, and he was up against the clock, he didn't have time to put on his sliding pad, so he had to learn how to slide feet first. And sure enough, a couple days later, you know, that came back to bite him a little bit. But that was the first time it got on my radar, which is this is going to be a very real thing. And then I saw Yoshida the other day. But right then, I mean, maybe I'm looking too much into it. But right then it seemed like he was he had hurried a little bit down first base. Yeah, uh, you know, it's part of the adjustment. I, I generally think about this stuff that, yeah, there's going to be an adjustment. And you know what? Once the lights go on, the games count in the standings, there's going to be a whole new set of adjustments. But when you look at these guys in these dugouts, these guys are the, some of the best in the world at making adjustments. If they weren't, they wouldn't be here. So they'll adjust, uh, but there are there are going to be uh, some things that some guys are going to have to work through. Yoshida living for the pinch runner, Jaron Duran. And you look at Yoshida, 5'8", but he has a lot of power. Is that the leg strength that uh, drives it? Yeah, he. Uh, you know, that's one thing uh, that despite, you know, being 
of short stature. He's put together. And, uh, you know, we, we're fortunate at this era. We have some pretty objective data on just how hard guys are hitting the ball, and he hits it hard. And he has power to all fields, too. It's not just that he only has pull power. He has real power the other way, which, as you guys know, for a left-handed hitter at Fenway, uh, especially with his approach, has a chance to be really helpful. No question about that. Jose Bravo, the new pitcher with bases loaded. Duvall takes outside ball one. Listen, Adams come on strong with his power. Yeah, he's, that, you know, he, there's no, no wondering about his power. You know, he can hit him a mile. You know, the approach is the key with him, and you've seen it get better and better as spring has come along. He struck out and doubled today. He checks the swing, but not in time, and it's one and one. With Yoshida, there's, there's not everybody who makes fans bring inflatable dumbbells to the park. So you know that he has something going on. When yeah, there's to, a uh, built-in giveaway right there. Oh, my goodness. In case people don't know, that's what they did in Japan. Duvall checks the swing, and it's over the outer half for a call strike. What do your analytics tell you about Duvall in terms of his power? Does he have a lot of pull power, or is he more straight away? Well, most of it's pull, but he is he does have the power to hit the ball out anywhere, which I think, you know, seen a couple you saw this with Hunter Renfro when we had him righties with plus power Blowing are away. really uh, dangerous at Fenway because they can miss hit balls out to the pull side but it takes real power as a righty to, to Homer Oppo at Fenway and if you have it now now you're a threat uh, everywhere especially in April and May when the wind's blowing oh, yeah. in oh yeah two and two with two out and three on and he takes it high and inside. Oh, the Red Sox really, in the last 40 years, have not had many right-hand batters who were dead pole hitters. If they were, there were little guys like Jody Reed or uh, a couple of other middle infielders. But you seem to have that, especially with Justin Turner. He's, he's a guy with that open stance. Yeah, and if these guys can, can loft it uh, there, you know, the, the homers they might steal, the you know, singles and doubles off the wall, it adds up. So the base is loaded, two out, and a 3-2 count to Adam Duvall in the payoff pitch. His loop foul to the right out of play. Jose Bravo, the new Twins pitcher up in their minor league camp. 2-2 the score. Duran pinch running for Yoshida's at first base. Ref Snyder at second. And Rappi at third. Here's the 3-2, and a swing and a miss. Got him away on an off-speed pitch. Can you stay for another half inning? Sure. All right, visiting with Hein Bloom, Red Sox Chief Baseball Officer. Red Sox do tie it after 5-2-2 in the Shaws and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network. All right, here we go to the sixth inning. Hein Bloom staying with us as Caleb Orr takes over, and Jorge uh, Alfaro is now catching. And the Nico Goodrum goes to third for Rafi, who had two hits. Durant stays in to play left. Cody Allen in the center, and Ramil Tapia in right field. Alvaro Hernandez, our fantasy camp Hall of Famer, doing a great job with the changes. Swinging strike by Christian Vasquez. And it's 0-1. 2-2 here. As we play ball in the sixth inning, Red Sox and Twins. This is the deciding game of the Commissioner's Cup. Swing and a fly ball to center field. Allen in a couple of steps, waiting, and puts it away for the out. Has there anybody Heim, been anybody that sort of jumped out to you? That, you know, because it's one thing to acquire guys and 
and see hope for the best for them. But then you see them firsthand, especially over the course of a spring training, and like, oh man, you know, like that's the guy's a little bit better than I thought he was. Well, you know, I, we obviously had high hopes for these guys. Can I talk about two guys who uh, have actually not been in Major League Camp for a little while um, that I, that I thought really made good impressions? Um, Manuel Valdez, who you saw yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we liked this guy when we got him. I don't know that we necessarily got the best of him after the trade. Call strike, and it's 0-2. Um, you know, he might have been in a little bit uh, of a slump at that time, but, you know, he's an interesting player, and he opened the coaching staff eyes this spring. You know, again, they read about him. Obviously, the trade we got him in was, was an emotional one for everybody, but then to see him, and, you know, I, I think it helps people appreciate why we, we felt we needed to make that deal because he's got, he's got a chance to really help us. Well, do the screen second base would be his best position? Yeah, I mean, he can move around, but that, that is the most natural fit. And, you know, he's someone who's definitely on our radar. And then on the pitching side of it, again, someone who's been highly touted for a long time. But the work Brian Moddett did in big league camp uh, really opened some eyes. There's a swing, a fly ball, the shallow center. Allen coming in after breaking back initially. He recovers to make the catch. Yeah, I think for me, it jumped out at Mata. And obviously, this you can do this when you have a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. But he just got in the game, and he tacked the strike zone. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Well, you've heard me talk about it a lot. You know how much we push that. Uh, that ha That is one of the things that's going to determine how good he is going to be. And that's true for every pitcher, but especially for him. He did that this camp. He's calm. He pitched with a purpose. He used his changeup. He really did everything we asked him to do. Michael A. Taylor takes a strike. How about Bayo? He's... Look pretty good. Yeah, and he you could see it last year over the course of, you know, first few outings we threw him in the fire a little bit before we wanted to. And then once he figured out the Major League strike zone, he was really good. It's, it's funny, the uh, Richard Blyer came up to the booth and he said, you know, when I got here, I thought I was going to be hit this tidal wave of analytics, and they just said, no, just throw strikes. That's really, you could boil a lot of the pitching <laughs> philosophy down uh, to that, and it's that's been the, the center of successful pitching programs I've been a part of. Check swing, and he went around too far. Caleb Orth, interesting case. He had some problems early, but he seems to be picking it up. Yeah, and there's been some adjustments with him over the course of the spring. Um, you know, this is a guy, obviously, you know, we, we've talked about it. Uh, there's so much talent there. The stuff is good. Uh, we need to find ways to get him to be the best version of himself because that, that guy could be really interesting. All missing away. Uh, two runs, five hits, and five innings for Chris Sale with three strikeouts, two walks, and a hit batsman. He had a good slider today that he didn't have in Sarasota. Yeah, and you could see all the pieces have been there, you know, and some, some days all at once, and sometimes other days you see some of them. So puts us in a really good spot with him heading into the season. Last ball away, three and two. By the way, Ord also, I heard, dominated top golf last night. <laughs> It, it is interesting seeing whose baseball skill does and does not translate to the, to the range. And there's a pitch down and in ball four, so Michael A. Taylor works a walk. I actually heard that Bayo, Bayo would, went from barely knowing how to swing a golf club to actually dominating. Well, this right? shows you some of the benefits of athleticism, right? Because <laughs> what this guy does on the backswing, he's got like seven different things going on back there. And somehow, after after a few, he was like, all right, I can figure this out. And he was able to time it up. <laughs> really? to, uh, and you would be surprised. Some other guys, they're really good at hitting the ball when it's moving, but when it's just sitting there, not as good. Willie Castro hits the first pitch high to left center field. Back it goes by the wall. Allen looking up, oh. and it's gone. Two-run homer. 
Just to the left of the yellow line there by Willie Castro, switch hitting infielder. And that makes it 4-2 Minnesota. Both Minnesota home runs have been wind blown. There's no question Man, about that. Man, that, that just kept going. I thought that was going to be an easy flyout. Yeah, that was, yeah, the wind definitely helped. But that was well struck. Hey, we're, we're trying to, we're, well, good for you. Good for you for, for keeping it real for us. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Jeffers' home run certainly was windblown. Back off sale. Here's uh, Garlic who had a windblown double off the wall and then flied to left. It is. It is, the, it is. I'm sorry, Joe. It is the case of you want, like, your sheet is out in left field. Please hit the ball there a million times, right? <laughs> yeah, this is part of what this time is for. Um, obviously, the wind's going to be different when we're up in the cold, but, uh, you know, this. the dimensions are the same, and just you want you want some reps to see how – how the park plays. Or two twins, or delivers, and Garlic hits one high to center field. Allen moving back. Not too far from the track. He reaches up to make the catch to retire the side. Heim, great to have you with us, and uh, we wish you the best this season. All starts on Thursday. Sounds good. Good to be here with you, and uh, looking forward to some pizza once yeah, we get rolling. Yeah, let's go. Indeed. You hear that, uh, Mr. Pasari down there in New Haven? <laughs> At Moderna Pizza. After five and a half, it is 4-2. Twins on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.